Welcome to a special episode of Live Evil Pod. We are continuing our recordings and our appreciation for every single player that has contributed to Evil Genius's successful 2022 season. And today is a hyped episode because, uh, you know, we're down the wire. We're going to be talking about the one, the only Kyle. And for those who don't know who Kyle is, that's his actual name. His stage name is Danny R leader and the LCS for ADC. He has he's known by many different names and we'll talk a little bit about him. Joining me in this episode of course is none other than our awesome co-host Andrea. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah. Uh, pretty excited to talk. Absolutely. We definitely uh want to give a shout out to Church of Danny as well. That's an account on Twitter that also gives a lot of, you know, love to this special special player uh that has really made um EG most memorable, but you didn't, uh, not you didn't, but you also contributed a lot. You have a lot of uh, memories and things by Danny, probably because, Andrea, you, you were the one of the few who really saw him before the rest of us who are only paying attention to the LCS knew about who this player is. Um, you know, I'll just start off with that question. What was the thing that kind of uh, got your attention about Danny? Danny, when he was playing in in EG Prodigies, I mean, he was a 1v9 mach- machine, you know, like, <laughs> EGP, had, uh, EGP had a lot of chaotic games, and they thrived in chaos, because uh, Danny's team fighting was just, even even for amateur, it was just so uh, remarkable, right? So, games would go to a certain point in which, guess it's, it's time for Danny to take over. Well, back then it was Shiro, right? So it was yes, Shiro, yeah. EGP Shiro, so it's time for Shiro to take over, and this is how we got like all these uh, awesome, awesome clips of him, like the Samira Pentakill, you know, just him going off in the end. Like, like the fight looks like it's a losing fight, and then suddenly he's like, "No, no, no, we win this one," and he pentakills. It's just, oh. it was just if it was such a fun team to watch. <laughs> they were oh. just so chaotic. <laughs> and you must have been there's following. Also this game, right? Go ahead. Yeah, there's there's this game that that, that Peter sometimes quotes because people have like people were. At, we're asking at some point if Danny had ever played Kalista, you know. That was a big topic of conversation uh, <laughs> back in <laughs> back in summer. And like there's this game he had on Kalista in which like they're literally the enemy team is literally at the base. I mean a little bit like the tactical one, I think. Mm. And then it's like Kalista taking over a fight and like stopping the team for an, from ending the game and then the game goes goes on and, and EGP wins that game that looks super super lost off of the back of a Kalista team fight from Danny so yeah very much like I don't know if you remember that tactical moment uh, 
uh, where he did try to recall that memory. Oh my but God. <laughs> I, I will have to rewatch. Well, I, I, I am not going to, you know, be bored. I mean, not be bored, but I have no problem rewatching every single uh, Danny plays that are out there because that's how awesome he is. And every, well, you mentioned that moment, you know, there are so many of them where yeah, he is the vocal remember, point. Yeah, in fact, at some point, was talking to us and it's like, like Danny just spoiled everyone <laughs> with highlight moments in screams. Like I don't know if you have seen this clip actually, because this is a clip that I love from 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 a CQ game, from a Champions Q game in which Jojo mm. uh, Pion is saying this. Like I mean, there there are, there's a team: Jojo, Tomio, Danny, Busio. They are playing in the same team, mm. and it's like wow. Danny is about to pentakill uh, again, <laughs> as he does, <laughs> and Jojo is like. I don't even get impressed anymore. <laughs> I see this all the time in screams. And he's uh, also like, don't you know what Danny's mm-hmm. still fighting? No faith, yep. no faith. Like, it's just, it's just so, so obvious that, that, that this, that's not the first time I hear that. You know, like mm-hmm. people comment not, on that. Are, he's just, he's just a highlight play machine. Right. It's like, it's wild. Uh, it, it's, it's been so common. And he mentioned that in a video, which I'll post in the show link too. Like, it, he thinks that every single game there is a, opportunity for a pentakill thus earning him the nickname De- pentakill prince it's still such an awesome name I, I can't remember any adc who makes it so uh i wouldn't i don't want to say effortlessly but so common to just you know 1v5 to be able to um you know get a pentakill so casually uh, can you think of any adc maybe in the past or even maybe even upcoming ones i don't even know the new faces that may be coming up in in the uh challenger scene mm, i think kc is a really easy role to do that to mm. be honest but um i think uh what seems so special about danny is how out of nowhere mm-hmm. he, he's he, he appeared into the scene i mean to, to people who didn't see him in amateur and even like they had no idea who he was and then suddenly he's like going up to the LCS and he's second all pro team on his first split <laughs> and he's rookie of the of the year even if he didn't play the full year yeah, right. and he's making all these highlight plays like that unofficial pentacle he had on Tristana on the playoffs and it's like he came out of nowhere just took over and he's mm-hmm. also so such an ast- an, an ast- um, He's such a humble kid. It's like mm-hmm. he's he's not even trying to get attention. He's not <laughs> doing anything. Uh, like yeah, you know, he's just playing the game, doing mm-hmm. his best. Just yeah. a normal kid. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. He's, he's such a special player. He, he he looks like he's having fun, right? That's the kid that comes out from him. And and you're right. For and this is, makes for a great segue to kind of talk to you about who Danny is, where did he come from. You know, um, <clears throat> so what we can uh, find, and probably most people already know this by now because, you know, they follow Danny closely, but uh, Danny has started playing uh, at what I want to say before he was 10, he started playing, but he reached Challenger at a very early age. And that yeah, really um, gave his brother a Peter dad told us that he said he started playing when he was six years old. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, that's uh, so actually wild. on. <laughs> On Leakpedia, started playing when he was six years old. Mm-hmm. Reached Challenger when he yeah. was fourteen. Okay, I I can't. I'm I'm not nowhere close to Challenger. But man, and what was it in 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 one of his interview? He was like in uh, when he was watching like the early scene or earlier um, 
iteration, he was watching Faker. He was 10 years old, uh, you know, and and got really uh, drawn into it. But he doesn't know what that is because League of Legends esports was a very uh, young, young, um, what do you call it? A young scene. And but, you know, that kept his attention. And he was he was pretty good even, uh, you know, for a kid his age. And his family sees it. I think if you watch the case files, right? Mom mentioned his mom mentioned that uh, his brother really pushed for him to uh, try out to to go for it. Um, and so, and let me take a step back. Do you have any memories of like uh, Shiro coming into the amateur scene? I mean, I had no idea who he was either. Uh, to be mm-hmm. honest, <laughs> but I, I like I didn't. I don't, I have talked about this before, but like I took up long two years uh of not watching any esports at all mm-hmm. so i didn't watch i didn't follow the scene for two years and then i came back and like i came back and there was this roster eup and mm-hmm. that's all i knew like oh, okay i don't know who these i don't know who these players are but <laughs> it seems good so like yeah everything i learned about danny i learned there you know mm-hmm. uh watching him playing for eup like i don't think i don't know if people realize how much of a big deal it was when in the Proving Grounds tournament in spring, like EGP made it to top six. Mm-hmm. That means they made that means they did better than so the top six of Proving Grounds to spring was four academy teams and two mm-hmm. amateur teams. So that means Danny's team did had a better placement than six than six established academy teams. That's huge. Yes. That's huge. So like, and a lot of it came from the back of Danny being just so such a strong team fighter, and like, also like that team just played to his strengths a lot. So I think they mm-hmm. they got so far because they had that going for them. And coming into the LCS season because the the LCS summer season because EG had kind of really <laughs> mediocre results in, in spring. Spring, oh my gosh! And a lot of and you know definitely didn't like perform that well people were he was being talked about mm-hmm. as a weakling of the team so it was like the there was an immediate conversation about wondering hey is this an angle to like maybe promote this guy or maybe promote Shoryu because you know mm-hmm. Shoryu was on the academy team and he was also performing quite well EGA also made top six in fact they made top four improving ground spring so like both of the development ad carries that eg had in their system had proven that they could perform really well and it there was an opportunity there when when definitely kind of didn't quite measure up to what eg needed yeah and really just noting that being reminded of that he is he jumped from amateur to the LCS, mm-hmm. he was that good. Yeah. Well, people are saw the talent. Now, it didn't mean that they were super uh, confident or whatnot uh, in the video. You know, even um, uh, Kelsey and and Peter were talking about. There were both internal and external pressures, and just a lot of things going on. We know about the whole. Uh, Danny wasn't exactly their first plan, uh, their first choice, because they thought you know they're gonna get an ADC. But to serve, his opportunity came. And I'm even wondering, like, looking back, thinking about that story, if, you know, not all amateurs succeeded during that time. I don't know if you remember Golden Guardians tried that, too, coming from amateur to LCS players. There was mm, Niles. They, uh, and they, this is really not exactly amateur. They promoted from collegiate, which is a slightly yeah. lower level. But yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> 
it 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 was that kind of like in the talks. I mean, for those uh, at the time, I was only paying attention to LCS, right? So all I knew mm-hmm. were like, okay, they're either good or you know you're not good. And I was excited when and the Guardians like took someone that didn't go through the academy route, and I was hoping it would succeed because it would uh, foster more rookies. Um, but I think because that didn't work out well for Golden Guardians, that could have killed the whole like, oh, we need to develop internal talent or, you know, they're, they're, people are less likely. But for Danny to succeed, now I'm, I'm even wondering if that didn't give the, the, the organization that type of confidence to let's run out Jojo Pion, let's shut out all the noises from outside because it works, it can work if we provide, you know, the support the you know that's it's not like they uh, are setting them up to become one of the best but you know we did get one of the best mid uh, <clears throat> but coming back to Danny um jumping from you know amateur he didn't even play in amateur that long i think he was signed in 2020 at the end of the year he played what in 2021 in the amateur uh, in someone someone made the math and like mm-hmm. he, he really had a really short career jump like he mm-hmm. really just played first a couple of uh months and then suddenly he was in lcs it was pretty like uh i know someone did the math because uh we were talking about this with soul who also Mm. made the same jump Mm. but Soul played for a little longer i feel like yeah a couple of days more (laughs) but yeah (laughs) it is it is pretty wild to think about And his, he, I think, if I remember correctly, he only had a couple of days of scrims and then he had to be fit with this new team uh, at the LCS stage. Now, his first few games, unsurprisingly, was a bit of a struggle, but not by him himself, but they didn't give up on him. He kept getting the opportunity and, man, they, EG went to playoffs, played a five-game series against 100 Thieves, and he was, Danny was one of the biggest reasons how they Push the the hundred thieves team. Hundred thieves was was already like the that team, right? The championship team that they built. I mean, that's the year they won. Champ- that's the split they that's won the split. championship, right? Yeah, that's we when they won them to five games. <laughs> yeah, well, it will be funny if the C nine series can't happen and we knew that they got three old by C nine. But yeah, sure, we push hundred thieves to five games. Sure, we can say yeah. that. Yeah, but if uh, that that was a that was one of the f- a fun game on game four, if I remember correctly. I think Honeycakes mentioned that on Twitter when I posted, like, what is your favorite memory of Danny? And it was that Tristana game where he just completely uh, turned it around for them. The fun anecdote about this is that uh, Hundred Thieves, the staff had came out to the stage to cheer out during the fourth game <laughs> because they thought they already had won the series. So they they got all like super happy and like already almost celebration mode. So like everyone on EG got super angry, <laughs> <laughs> and then and they like they look at them and it's like like no 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 you cannot do that. <laughs> uh, it was too early. It was too early. That's okay. That's okay. Our time will come after that. But oh man, that everyone it gotten everyone's attention. I mean, after that game too, he was awarded uh, rookie of the split award uh, and. The interview happened. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I keep saying split because he only played half a uh, uh, played the summer split. But he, like you said, he he was so impressive. Like people still didn't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was that good. People were gushing about him even after that just one split, right? And now we roll around to 2022. It's another year uh, growth for growth for him. 
now he's getting a new support this time. He's getting a new mid laner. He's getting a new top. Yeah, he's getting a no. new jungler. Was he the only holdover? Not a new top. No, no. Impact was also on the Impact team, was bro. There. What was I thinking? I thought I keep thinking Impact was only with the team like this year. But no. No, 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 no. You're right. We talked to Peter about this too. Oh my gosh. Ah, uh, but yes. So three out of the five players are new to him. And I I I I don't know. I mean, looking at some of the, the things that he uh talked about in the offseason, he seems to really like Ignar. It's like mm. uh looking at his AMA, if you only want to look at his AMA. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was really Find yeah, out more really liked from Andrea. She has it. Are you going to post this on a player profile, by the way? Uh, I mean, we don't know when we're adding adding since True. he's not a really an LCS player. <laughs> ah, that's my fault. I should have thought of that before I asked. Um, but in, in a sense, he really... <laughs> he would share a hotel room with Ignar. He would go head-to-head in a push-up contest. He would take care of the planet pets. Uh, he would trust Ignar with that. So it's a lot of Ignar love. But he mm-hmm. got Vulcan, the most expensive player. Free agent of the LCS? Uh, one of the most expensive budgets in the history of the LCS, yes. <laughs> and so there was a lot of chemistry building that needed to happen for this team. And yet, in his first game, I think it was the first game in the lock-in, he just went straight up getting a pentakill on a Senna. I, I've played Senna a lot. Getting a pentakill is hard. Getting a double kill is hard. Not if you're Danny. <laughs> but not if you're Danny, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he was mad he didn't get an official one the last split, so he started collecting them. <laughs> he had like four, right? I, I don't remember. I did. I also counted those, but I don't remember exactly how many. Pretty wow. Well. In 2022, I think he's still like... Uh, there was a it's lot okay, of names, work. but we'll figure that out. But he is definitely one on the LCS that people are afraid of. If they don't want to give him a pentakill, they just run away or just die to someone else, just not to give it to him. Man, that that really, um, you know, started out with a bang. They went to the finals of lock-in, of course, lost to TL. And in spring, um, you know, he spring was a bit, ro- bit rocky for the whole team, uh, as we mentioned, trying to figure out uh, the chemistry. But Danny was, um, you know, Danny, they still played around him a lot. And, and at some point, they learned to a, a strategy where they just allow Danny to collect gold, collect uh, turret plates while the whole team, including Vulcan, just like roamed around. That really set them up for a great success. I, saw, I, thought, I thought that was a very much a, a visible change in the strategy and the approach that they took. And that helped them go from, you know, fourth place to champion of the spring split. So... Tell me, uh, do you have any uh, memories of the spring with Danny in, uh, specifically? Mm, spring. I mean, I thought Danny was kind of really underrated, and like uh, in the in, like in the perception of public, like he didn't seem to like get a lot of uh, attention, despite mm. the fact that I think he was like the most consistent player in the and like the one that was like always per- most of the time he was performing. It's just that the rest of the team was like such a mess that <laughs> <laughs> I mean the. It's not not not. I don't want to see the rest of the thing, but like the results weren't there. Mm-hmm. So it's like there was not like who won who won a pro from EG in spring. It was Vulcan, I feel. Yeah, in it was spring. it was Vulcan. So I have to pull that up. Yeah. yeah. So then he didn't get an an all pro node, and I feel like that's that, that didn't make sense to me because I mean he was playing really well, and just because the team wasn't winning, it's like people that were didn't realize, right? Mm-hmm. And I think his stats also were kind of really good so i don't know it felt a little bit odd 
thinking Danny was robbed for sure. <laughs> but like <laughs> the, the attention was no everywhere else. Yeah, all over the place. No mm-hmm. bias. Yeah, and I think that those are two like the attention about Oniji was definitely on Jojo Pion. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like everyone was like at that at that point in time everyone's like, Oh, so this is the great rookie that you were going to bring up. He's mediocre, he's doing nothing. He's it's like people were like uh, looking at you and thinking, oh, you have failed. You, your mm-hmm. experiment has failed, clearly, right? Yeah. So it's like, then it was not, that thing was not the conversation point when it came to EG. Uh, it was probably inspired, it was probably JoJo, but not Danny. So mm-hmm. I feel like he went under the radar, but he was performing really well. And I think it was at least like the one stable thing on the team. So yeah. He was so, uh, it, it matches his personality almost, right? He will do the job and he will do great, but he's so quiet and so, you know. Mm-hmm. Even he's quietly killed. there, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah, all, I just checked. Uh, four pentacles, those were all in spring, by the way. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> two in the playoffs, one in the regular season, and one in lock-in. Oh, yeah. So, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty zeri, cool. Zeri jinx. Look. I think about mm-hmm. memories from the spring, it's definitely... Um, the fact that we got to learn a little bit more about him on, because EG started doing the EG file series mm-hmm. so we got like the episode of, that's all about Danny you know yes. and Jojo Pion says this thing about him like he's the most he's, he's the most quiet person he's ever met right <laughs> yes which is which which is like it's fitting, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you know him a little bit, you know he's very quiet. He's very like I don't want to say shy, but like he's mm-hmm. probably shy. Um, I don't want to like <laughs> paint a light that's not fair on him, but like mm-hmm. he's just not a very loud person, or he's not going to like be calling for attention. Yeah. We also saw it when Peter came here and told us about like uh, well that wasn't when Peter was here, but that was something Peter said mm-hmm. about the. The playoffs moment in which he's like, "Why are they? Why are they chanting they my name? Yeah, like, yeah. Why are they, what did I do?" <laughs> it's like I'm like, like I mean, what, come on, bro. <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> come on. And it was very sincere. It's not like a like a yeah, arrogance. Yeah, no, he it's was not, not pretending. Like it's he's he's been sincere there. He's it's coming from a sincere, genuine mm-hmm. place. And he's like, "Why are they? Why are they saying you're my name?" Yeah. <laughs> so I like. Yeah, this is the kind of person he is, mm-hmm. and it's so like the opposite of what you think of when you think of the EG brand, because the EG brand, you know, inspired JoJo, Vulcan, they're all on brand when you think about. But um, it's and yet at the same time, I I have a hard time not you know envisioning Danny um, being part of this this team, and he he really um, brought a great amount of joy and. Yeah, it's hard not to cheer for him. Really, it's really hard not to cheer for him. I mm-hmm. think uh, there's there's a couple of highlight moments in the spring. You know, his uh, whole humble speech will be humble. <laughs> he did predict a three zero. To be humble. <laughs> he did predict a three zero, but he said to be humble, <laughs> we'll go three one. Um, and he cut his hair. Was that in spring? Because he had a full head of hair, and then suddenly he had a buzz cut. Uh, he. Did cut his hair a bunch of times, I think, <laughs> twice, mm-hmm. or even more than. Like I don't know if you remember the they did the val- they they shaved his head on mm-hmm. on like on the broadcast at the end of summer in twenty twenty one. No, I you don't, don't remember, remember that. One. I don't know. Okay, because he made like because of something he said. I don't remember exactly what, but like he bet that C nine will win or mm. TSM will win or I don't remember. Or, I don't remember what he bet, but like they made, they sh- dash shaved his hair on broadcasts and started asking questions. So like 
at the start of spring when 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 the LCS was about to start and they did this hype video. You, I don't know if you remember the hype video where he's like mm. in like in a barber shop. Mm. No, tell me more is, about that. Just tell tell our listeners about it. How do you remember? <laughs> I mean, it was the the LCS hype video at the start of the year mm. where where like FBI is floating in the air. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, then yeah. and then. Uh, Blower is with the access mm-hmm. and it's him and Fudge and then Danny is like in a barber shop <laughs> chair and it's like why why are what, and you do did you never wonder why did I put him there? It's because of that segment of uh, where they yeah, shed his head in the C9, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a really cool show by the way. Danny and there and then it's like they call him the future. Mm. I don't know if you that's a really cool shot there. Yeah. I well, know if anyone if anyone doesn't remember, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give the link so that you can go and watch it because that 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 hype video was really cool, and that particularly the shot of Danny was really cool. That is awesome. I would probably need to watch it because, um, like you said, I, I wasn't as understanding what's happening, and I've only focused on the game. But there's so much happening behind the scene. But you know, it's a preview, Danny future, and man, it, it was future. That's a little bit sad to think about right now. Yes. But, um, <laughs> But it that is. moment was really hype. Like mm-hmm. he really was future. <laughs> he won the LCS, so he did. Clearly, clearly, that's so, mm-hmm. that went well at first. <laughs> and so MSI was his first international. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think just as as with the team together, uh, I think he he got unfairly criticized a lot. I I feel like during that time, I tried, I defended you know their plays. I know they we're working through some stuff too uh, with pings. Of course, they're gonna attach the ping issue with EG, of course, right? Um, but towards the end, when you see them come together, you saw a lot of the Danny that we know and uh, loved, and you know it was just tough competition and i don't take anything away from him i love seeing him i will watch every single of the games and uh, danny was you know just doing danny stuff uh, by the second half of the msi performance um did you have yeah, any he had a hard time adapting yeah did you have any memories uh, he, of msi i'm gonna shout out my friend uh, maxi <laughs> mm. who like became a danny fan during msi because uh-huh. then he had his era in which he started following uh <laughs> T1 fan accounts. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> because he became a super fan of T1 like in that during that tournament and a super fan of Guma Yushi. So he started following uh T1 fan accounts and my friend is like uh a Guma Yushi stan. So yes. she got followed by Danny and randomly became friends with him because of this mo- this tournament. So that was <laughs> she started watching LCS because of him. No. So shout out to Maxi. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, yes. Then he then he just managed to get so many people watching LCS apparently that wouldn't watch <laughs> it because he just was friends with T1 fans. Oh. <laughs> Fun Danny fact. <laughs> there we go. The ambassador for LCS right there, making international <laughs> connections. Yeah, making international <laughs> well, way to put it for sure. He got international attention. I mean Quite frankly, everyone was like looking to see what Jojo Pion was like, but Danny, you know, he he got the attention from from you know LCK players, LPL players. It's just uh, good for him to have that uh, moment, and to have for him, I- I'm really glad he got to have both MSI and Worlds international experience. And mm-hmm. rolling into summer, uh, the limelight actually shifted. You know, I'm I was still pretty hyped. We didn't even talk about the greatest play of the LCS as we talked about spring. That has to be top no, one for me. Not. 
the Baron Steel. I still put the I still put Tristana one. <laughs> uh, well, that one, but, that one. But was... they didn't win that series. So. No, <laughs> I understand why. I understand why, and like it wasn't with a crowd. So I, I think there's a lot of things happening here that make mm. it more important, like more culturally significant. <laughs> the fact that EG won that series pretty much turned around. I mean, the, the further that was the first game of the series first, that mm-hmm. turned around the entire. That it feels like that moment. That moment turned around the entire series and made it and put it into EG's hands. Because it, that game was not winning at that moment mm-hmm. until then. Yeah. And then suddenly TL just rolled over and died. Yeah. And then they ended up winning spring, which is very important. But also that series was with a crowd in a big stage. Aye, so aye. everyone was excited. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of moments. There's a lot of little things that add up to that being one of the greatest places for sure. So if you isolate the game, like just talking about the game, the Tristana moment would have been like the best for you. I think the Tristana play is just so sick to watch. Like whenever you, mm-hmm. whenever I you just look at every single little thing that happened during that time. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, a series of really cool stuff happening in that play. So, it, whereas the Tristana play, well, as the Jinx Spectacle, it was more of like, he got the Baron and then, yeah, they're mm-hmm. dead. I mean, Vulcan said it, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that he, he thought that that was a pentangle from just walking into it. And he says, <laughs> yeah, this is a pentangle. I mean, <laughs> True. Danny, Danny Penta kills here for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how we see the game. Yes. Where do you right? <laughs> oh my gosh! The evil geniuses just put a tweet out there. Quote or reply with your favorite esports moment of 2022. Come on. <laughs> Good. Right on time. We're capturing this live on uh, the recording, and so uh, rolling into summer, um, it was a lot more inspired in JoJo. We saw the growth of JoJo. We saw inspired being the MVP. And Danny uh, continued to adapt and play. I think this was where we, as a fan, saw a little bit of um, maybe it was a burnout happening. Maybe it was a little bit of meta shift happening. Although I think the, at the time the champions did fit his uh, pool. But overall, we, we saw that the, the attention was not so much on the bot lane during the whole uh, summer split. Um, but he was still the best ADC at, in the LCS at that time. Um, were there any talks, any th- observations? How how did you remember the summer? I mean, I don't know if that's true though. Like, um, I feel like Danny was probably in top ten for MVP contention, if not, if I'm not misremembering. Let me and try to pull that up. There. He during the first during the first half of the split, he was definitely up there in conversations about it. Um, he had a really statistically wild uh, summer. Like, he had the highest DPM historically of an AD carry in the LCS, which is a, like a really fun stat to have, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, his numbers were really high. He was considered the best ADC in the LCS for sure, which is like, as I'm telling you, like in spring, he wasn't even in the top three. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. even in all pro. So I thought he had quite a good summer. Mm-hmm. Um, people just seem to forget about it because of what happened in playoffs. But I don't think the whole summer was like that. And the, the meta in playoffs really shift mm. away from a lot of things that Danny was playing. So mm-hmm. I guess it, it is uh, more uh, biases and you know being tied to the context. Perhaps you know having a amazing closeout to the spring really colored a more exciting version. But he was he was still top. He got player of the week at week four for summer. Uh, did mm-hmm. not... Which is the only other EG player that got it because the other mm-hmm. ones were inspired. <laughs> yes, yes, they were all pretty much inspired and uh he was fourth place for mvp not fourth place so four votes for the mvp 
uh, voting for the new group stage, and you know it was it was pretty much uh, up there, top five, top yeah. Top, he was tied with Bjergsen and Jensen for MVP votes in the summer. So yeah, he was up there. He was up there. Um, now, of course, he was courageous enough to take the mental health break that he needed after helping vaulting the our EG team into the semifinals and definitely um I would say we we wouldn't have gotten there without him um uh, well let me refer, retrace that his play was still pivotal he was important in all throughout and you know uh I think it was good that he uh know his limits and that he knows that he needed to uh, take that break. We got to see a glimpse once he got back home with his cat. Uh, also happy to see his short cameo appearance in the Riot uh, commercial <laughs> with Lil Nas. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, that was kind of nice. I mean, we haven't seen him in a while. Obviously, they recorded that, like, I don't know, probably very early in the summer. But still, mm-hmm. really nice to see him. <laughs> it was... Um, it it was good timing just to see you know how you know he's he's it's good to hear that he's happy and and really um recovering so whatever holds the future holds for him as a player in the LCS i think he gave us a amazing memory and we'll continue to root for him uh throughout the years that i'll be involved in uh live evil pot and what about you anything from your end before we kind of segue into well, Danny is off the rift. Yeah, I just I just checked and he was top five uh in MVP voting for mm-hmm. for the for the split. So yeah. Um definitely not someone that wasn't I mean, I think he was finally getting some like the attention I thought he deserved ever since spring. So <laughs> that was pretty nice. Awesome, awesome. Uh we wish him well. So let's now we have talked abundantly about who Danny is, the Pentakill Prince, Lord Danny as he's known on the rift <laughs> so let's turn a little bit of attention to danny off the rift and you know for someone like him what i really do, do love is how his family supported him in this in his uh time at the lcs right uh he was one of the few players that i got to see uh um, a face from like from uh, a brother or no i'm sorry i never saw his brother but his sister and his mom and they were talking rooting for him they were there at houston to cheer for him and so that was cool to see. You don't get a lot of that. I mean, sometimes I see Caps' dad, and maybe some other uh, folks that support, but, you know, it's great to see a whole family rallying around him. Um, yeah, any thoughts from you about Danny and, and his family? Mm, yeah, that was really uh, nice that they featured his mom so much in that Houston video. I think it's, you will really see that that supportive, uh, that supportive mindset in them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, let's learn a little bit more about Danny. Where would you like to start? Uh, I don't know if people know he's from Hawaii, actually. Mm. So he was born there, but he's lived most most of his life in Oregon, I think. Most, oh. I mean, uh, I mean, Oregon. Huh. yeah. <laughs> but he's originally from Hawaii. Um, I don't think he knows Japanese, but his family is Japanese. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how his level on that language is, but. I mean, if the, if you couldn't tell from the <laughs> from the last name that he, that his family is Japanese, Japanese, I don't know how Sakamaki. to say it. <laughs> Kyle Sakamaki. <laughs> Not, <laughs> would you believe that? <laughs> right? No, that's Japanese now. Mm-hmm. No, okay, so, but that's cool. That's cool. It's Japanese American or Honolulu, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. 
what else? What else? Mm, I think uh, if you guys haven't seen the episode of the EG Files when they show his collections of uh, League of Legends memorabilia where he has like his statues and the plushies and all the figures, you know, like the collection is really sick. Lefer, he moved mm. it all to the, the to the, the comp, to uh, the office there, like have it there lying around. It's like, and he clearly takes care of it very, very well. Like the way oh, yeah. he talked about it in the, in the episode mm-hmm. was like, like it's clearly important to him, and he, he takes care of it. So, in comparing that to like, <laughs> to like Jojo's desk, where it's just all messy and <laughs> just, just clearly doesn't give. <laughs> now, Danny it, takes. It's really super- fascinating to see. Yeah. He seems really neat, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves it, and he takes so good care. And he is able to tell you this tier is from season twelve. It's like he's, he's got. He probably has them all. Yeah, and he like looks like which one is the rarest and all the stuff like that. I don't know. I don't keep up with that that type of thing, but it's like really fun. Uh, a fun trivial fact: along all this collection, he has around. At the time, I guess, when he uh, answered his AMA, he had four octopus plushies, one Team Liquid horse plushie, oh, yeah, and that a was panda the, graduation. The, the octopus era, yeah. He had a bunch of octopuses. I remember because when we, when he did the AMA, he, he, the AMA, oh my god, uh, the AMA, we were like, people, someone asked him, like, the names of all of them, and he was like, and I remember on stream, I asked him once, like, what happened to all the octopuses? He said that the octopuses were home. Uh, so, like, he doesn't keep them. Mm. He didn't keep them in the office. So, he all his octopuses were home. Is yeah, that how you say that? Octopuses? Octopi, octop- yeah, I Oct- have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry to everyone who's listening to me saying this <laughs> word. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> me no English. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss any stream so much. I mean... That tells you that those are so important that he would not bring it to the to the uh, game house with him. Uh, he has names for them too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> this... Yeah, and he will like take them on stage. Mm. You know, like so cute. Like it's a good luck charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some pictures and of him with the octopus, mm-hmm. with one of the octopus, and like he's like this one's for luck, and today. He give he gave me the win. He will tweet after like That's just so, so cute. Awesome. I, I I can I can we don't have the tweets because they are all deleted. But yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. To him tweeting after like thanks thanks to Mister. I don't remember the name of the octopus, but the octopus gave him the win. Yeah. So that's pretty cute. He has a couple of ones that are listed here, but I don't know why Will has a evil in in parentheses. Maybe that's the <laughs> highlight one. Uh, so yeah, it was very cool. He had this huge Irelia figurine that he was putting together mm-hmm. in a video. That was yeah. awesome to see. So he's a collector. That one looks super cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a collector. Um, tell us a little bit more about his hobbies. I mean, you know, his some of the favorites, like food and drinks that he enjoys. All of these are from Elaine because she asked his sister. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Elaine asked us and his sister about this because she wanted to make a drawing. Like mm. she, she wanted to use them on, on the little project she did. For, mm-hmm. um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the, the hashtag. Uh, hashtag uh, positivity for Prince Danny, right? Uh, yeah, that yes. was the hashtag. So like, would you cool take one of the templates and write a nice message for Danny? And she asked the sister what are his favorite things so she's like he really likes takis and search pad kit <laughs> and bubble tea and coca-cola <laughs> so that's how we know all this stuff. <laughs> uh it's all thank out you, there thank you elaine thank for your you, hard elaine. work 
And thank you so much to Danny's sister for sharing this. Yeah, thank you, Jacqueline. Mm. It's, it's a lot of cool yeah, his things. Sister, mm-hmm. uh, his sister has a TikTok, I think, I believe. I, I'm i sorry, I am not the most informed person here. This is mo- <laughs> this is mostly summer ground, and I'm just not good with all this social media stuff. Uh, but yeah, she's sort of an influencer, and mm-hmm. she has like a TikTok account, and so she's kind of popular over there, I think. So... Yeah, yeah. she <laughs> is. Yeah, you and I were probably hitting the boomer stage. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm not good at this. <laughs> we're hitting the boomer stage, so like the face talk or you know Snapchat or I don't know. But yes, yeah, she is an influencer, and um, if it's okay, I'll probably see if I can, uh, you know, push some followers towards her direction. But now uh, she's got some cool stuff to talk about. But some of the things that we learn about, you know, uh, Danny's favorite music apparently artist is uh maroon five and harry styles i think this is just from listening to his stream uh, <laughs> but i don't know i have no idea that would be i mean it, it's I safe to they conclude once asked him, <laughs> he would like to they, watch they asked him on broadcast mm-hmm. and he said taylor swift so uh-huh. i mean he's a teenager he probably changes <laughs> true, taste true. every other week so true. i will know honestly <laughs> uh takis of course we already mentioned that uh favorite snack his favorite school subject is math this kid is a it's good. I've never heard a kid loving math in a while, but also I don't want to go there. It's not that yet, but rare. I feel <laughs> I don't want to go there. Um, you know, playing off the whole um Asian piece. I am I am Asian, so yeah, I guess I can relate. Uh he was in band in high school. That's interesting. I'm now I'm curious to see what kind of instrument he plays. And let's see, how many pets does he have, Andrea? I've only uh, seen a cat in his picture before. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I I know he has cats and dogs, and that's mm. that's three. Yeah. Now we probably don't know his MBTI type. I think this is something that uh, you know all all the fans and really want to know. But we know that he's more introverted. If you look into his like how he you know presents himself, which fits. Um, but he's not short on confidence. I can certainly say that. Um, in some of the things that how he replied, you show that he is he knows himself very well. In, in many aspects um and but also he's very uh, humble and and it's not i'm not referring to that joke he made on stage but he, he is humble he's a humble person he looks he comes off like that um <laughs> this is interesting he likes shoes that make him taller <laughs> i have no idea what that means <laughs> i didn't write this mm-hmm. um this is what's written by maxi yeah uh, thank you maxi for writing down all this information about danny um uh- and certainly, ah, that's why he has a huge Aurelia figurine. His favorite off-roll champ is Aurelia. Go figure. Um, and he loves Taco Bell and Chick-fil-A. Good man. Good man. Kids. <laughs> what can I say? All of this sounds so trashy. Like, Sword <laughs> Patch Kids, Takis, Coca-Cola, Taco Bell. What, what, what are these? He makes me miss my teenage years. That's what I'll say. Yeah, this this is this sounds like a teenager for sure. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, Danny. I love you. <laughs> he's continue. He's still a teen. He's only 19 so far. Uh, yeah. And so he's allowed. Kids. He's he's continuing. Um, but he brought in a lot of good memories to our hearts. So, uh, thank you so much for everyone who's contributed to uh, the, this show. We couldn't have done it without you. And uh, we hope you'll all learn a little bit about Danny. So before I sign off, Andrea, do you have anything you'd like to share about Danny? Um, I am very happy that we had this this 
past two years of Danny playing League of Legends, I think that he made some really wonderful, memorable moments happen. And even though I am, of course, even though I wish we could have more, I'm still so grateful that we got to have the time we had and so grateful that he made all of that happen and really happy to have followed him the last couple of years because he's a really special player and he's someone that really made a lot of people fall in love with EG. I know for a fact, I mean, he's one of the most beloved players mm. on that team. Uh, I know for a fact that I talked to at least three different people so that they will be on the show because I know that a lot of them are very, like, very fun. A lot of people are very fond of him. A lot of people follow him. A lot of people cheer for him. A lot of people root for him. So I think that's just that's just a show of how much how much he impacted the LCS. And I'm very happy we had that. Awesome. And I just want to echo that sentiment. In these two short years on pro play, you really gave us a lot of great um, and hype moments. Uh, and forever we'll be grateful for what you've con- uh, given us. And I think uh, there will be no way that anyone would ever not know who Danny is in the LCS. Um, wherever your future may be, I uh, do wish for a happy one, uh, whatever you choose. Uh, we just want to know, you know, see more of you still. I know that you're no longer on Twitter, but, you know, if, if there's possible ways of finding out, uh, maybe Danny's that- on Twitter. He is on Twitter. Oh, he deleted his Twitter. Or his, I'm going to have to like edit this part out. Uh, in any case, <laughs> thank you, Danny. And um, we, will, we will hope to see you um, back in some capacity. Until next time, folks, live evil.